Looking for instant, long-lasting volume and texture? Meet Living Proof's Full Dry Volume Blast. Use the code VOLUME at livingproof.com for a free travel-size full-dry volume blast with your $20 order. We are the science. You are the living proof. And by Casper, an online retailer of premium latex and memory foam mattresses made in America. Test sleep for 100 days with free delivery and returns. Go to casper.com slash modernlove. And don't forget to use promo code modernlove to save $50. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like expanding capacity for sustainable aviation fuel and biodiesel in Washington state and bringing massive new infrastructure online in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. From the New York Times and WBUR Boston, this is Modern Love. Stories of love, loss, and redemption. I'm your host, Meghna Chakrabarty. Ada Calhoun does not like to mince words. In her modern love essay, The Wedding Toast I'll Never Give, she lifts her glass to the true challenges of marriage. Actor Katherine Hahn of the Amazon series Transparent and recent comedy Bad Moms reads us this week's essay. While away at a conference in Minneapolis... I was awakened at dawn by a call from my husband in our New York apartment. Our eight-year-old son had just roused him with a suspicion that they might not make their 7.30 a.m. flight to join me because it was now 7.40 and they were still at home. The original plan had us all traveling to Minneapolis together. I would attend my conference. My musician husband would do a show at this school club. And our son would get hotel pool time. Triple win. Then my husband was offered a great gig in New York for the same day we were set to leave. So he called to change his and our son's tickets. Changing them, he learned, was going to cost more than buying a new pair of one-way tickets out. So he did that instead, planning to use their original return tickets. Not realizing that if you don't use the first leg, they cancel the second. That meant buying new return tickets at a cost somewhere between, ugh, and what have you done? Now, after all that, my family had missed the first leg of the new itinerary. Mm. On hold with the airline yet again, my husband was texting me sexy emojis. Focus, I replied with an emoji of an airplane. He sent me an emoji of a flan. He and I married young for our urban friend group in our late 20s. And now in our late 30s, we find ourselves attending the weddings of peers. My husband of 11 years and I sit at these weddings, listening to our excited friends describe all the ways in which they will excel at being married. I will always be your best friend, they say, reading from wrinkled pieces of paper held in shaking hands. I will never let you down. I clap along with everyone else. I love weddings. Still, there is so much I want to say. 
I want to say that one day you and your husband will fight about missed flights, and you'll find yourself wistful for the days when you had to pay for only your own mistakes. I want to say that at various points in your marriage, may it last forever, you will look at this person and feel only rage. You will gaze at this man you once adored and think, it sure would be nice to have this whole place to myself. In Zen Buddhism, meditation helps practitioners detach from the cycle of desire and suffering. In my brief stint as a religious studies major, I preferred pure land Buddhism, an alternate path to enlightenment for people who, as one professor told us, may find it difficult to abandon worldly pain and passion because those things can also yield such beauty and comfort. He summed it up as, Life is suffering... And yet, I think about that all the time. And yet, such hedging to me is good religion and also the key to a successful marriage. In the course of being together forever, you come across so many and yets, only some of them involving domestic air travel. I love this person, and yet, she is such a mess. And yet, when I'm sick, he's not very nurturing. And yet, we don't want the same number of children. And yet, I sometimes wonder what it would be like to be single again. The longer you're with someone, the more big and little and yet's rack up. You love this person. Of course, you plan to be with him or her forever. And yet forever can begin to seem like a long time. Breaking up and starting fresh, which everyone around you seems to be doing, can begin to look like a wonderful and altogether logical proposition. But, and yet, works the other way too. Even during the darkest moments of my own marriage, I have had these nagging exceptions. And yet, we still make each other laugh. And yet, he is still my person. And yet, I still love him. Let's see, don't break up. And you, you outlast some more of your friends' marriages. The way to stay married, my mother says, is not to get divorced. Later that morning, while waiting to hear from my husband about the flights, I decided to kill time looking at houses on Trulia's Near Me. When I used to travel alone as a teenager, I would stare at houses wherever I was and imagine what it would be like to live there. Now I can still do that, but I can also call up Trulia on my phone and see how much they cost. Comparing houses in Minneapolis, I found I actually preferred the cheaper, more ramshackle, family-friendly ones. Like a two-bedroom that had classic old-world charm, hardwood floors, a built-in buffet. So much better, really, than the pricier one bedroom I would live in as a single person on the other side of Powderhorn Park. That's new ceiling fans, three-seater closets, and a breakfast nook. What would I even do with three-seater closets? Meanwhile, still no word from my husband about the flights. One thing I love about marriage, and I love a lot of things about marriage, is that you can have a bad day, or even a bad few years. 
full of doubt and fights and confusion and storming out of the house. But as long as you don't get divorced, you're no less married than couples who never have had a hint of trouble. I mean, I'm told such people exist. And it's easy for people who have never tried to do anything as strange and difficult as being married to say marriage doesn't matter or to condemn those who fail at it or to mock those who even try. But there's so much beauty in the trying and the failing and in the trying again. At weddings, I do not contradict my beaming newlywed friends when they talk about how they will gracefully succeed where nearly everyone in human history has floundered. I only wish I could tell them that they will suffer occasionally in this marriage. And not only sitcom-grade squabbles, but possibly even dark night-of-the-soul despair. But I would go on to say, had I not by that point been thrown out of the banquet hall, epic failure is part of being human. And it is definitely part of being married. It's part of what being alive means. Occasionally screwing up in expensive ways. That's part of what marriage means. Sometimes hating this other person, but staying together because you promised you would. And then days or weeks later, waking up and loving him again. Loving him still. Finally, nearly two hours after my husband's original flight left, I texted him to ask if he was still on hold. We just got in a cab! He replied, flying air, Wisconsin, baby. Did you have to pay for the tickets again? I texted. The phone was silent. In that quiet moment, sitting in my hotel room, I found myself daydreaming about the one-bedroom apartment looking out onto Powderhorn Park. After waking up alone, I'd brew some coffee, switch on one of my many ceiling fans grab a robe from my largest cedar closet, and head for my breakfast nook. Nope, he wrote back. And suddenly, I was back in the bigger place on the cheaper side of the park. My family was coming to join me, and I was glad. Catherine Hahn, reading Ada Calhoun's essay, The Wedding Toast I'll Never Give. And Catherine's got some serious thoughts about her own nuptial bliss. Oh, people, I've been married a long time. My husband and I will be celebrating our 14-year anniversary, but we eloped on our 10-year anniversary, so we've been together like 24 years. And uh, two kids, How it's, you know, it is a process, and we're in the middle... It's an up and down, and it's so hard to explain to anyone from the outside, like, why you would possibly, in this one life you have on the planet, spend it with one person who drives you batshit crazy. <laughs> More from Katherine Hahn later in this episode. After the break, an update from this week's writer, Ada Calhoun. We'll be back in a minute. There's danger out there. Every notification, swipe, social post, video, or selfie while driving risks your life. 
So while sharks might be scary, what's really terrifying and even deadly is distracted driving. Eyes forward. Don't drive distracted. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. My name is Thomas Gibbonsneff. I'm a journalist at the New York Times. I served in the Marine Corps as an infantryman. When it comes to reporting on the front line, a lot of the same basics are at play. Uh, you're looking at the map of where you're going. If you're on a paved road, field roads, you know, is there a hospital nearby? Is your body armor affixed with the first aid kit? Does everyone know where that first aid kit is? We arrive into a, a military position. I get out of the car. I look at my watch. You know, I set a timer. No more than an hour. I'm listening for drones, jets, check in with the team. Is everyone comfortable? And if they are, then we proceed. Frontline reporting is dangerous, but I think nothing is more important than talking to the people involved, you know, hearing their stories and being able to connect that with people thousands of miles away. Anything that can make something like this more personal, I think is well worth the risk. New York Times subscribers make it possible for us to keep doing this vital coverage. If you'd like to subscribe, you can do that at nytimes.com slash subscribe. Living Proof delivers bigger hair that lasts. Product tester Jamie explains what full dry volume blast does for her. What they tested a lot on my hair was kind of the next day results. So they were looking for how long did this volume really stay? Once you applied it, did it fall flat in a few hours? And it really doesn't. In fact, in my hair, I think it looks better 24 hours after. It just, the hair held amazingly well and it was ready to go. It looked incredible. Use the code volume at livingproof.com for a free travel size full dry volume blast with your $20 order. We're back. It's Modern Love, the podcast. I'm Meghna Chakrabarty. And now a postscript from Daniel Jones, the editor of Modern Love for The New York Times, and the author of this week's essay, Ada Calhoun. It turns out Ada actually wrote this essay while on hold with her husband during this travel fiasco. I thought it was a pretty obvious story. I thought everyone fights with their, the person they're married to. Um, so I was really surprised by the reaction. Ada received dozens of letters from readers who were so relieved to know they weren't alone. So one person wrote, Your essay touched me. My husband and I have been moving all weekend, and I really don't like him much this weekend, but I love him. Despite the fact that he lost the key to the wine fridge, you are so fortunate to have discovered that the beauty in life is the struggle. It took me until my 40s to figure that out. Better late than never, right? There are going to be these moments that are hard, and what Ada's essay um, pulls together in such a nice way, you know, she's able to describe marriage as holding opposite truths simultaneously. And yes, marriage can be glorious and marriage can be terrible, and that's marriage. Marriage can provide a safe haven and marriage can make you want to flee, and that's marriage. <laughs> it's, it's these opposites. I think we think that we're not supposed to suffer and that when we do, it's a sign always that something is very wrong and that we need to make it stop as soon as possible. And I think in marriage, the suffering is part of it and it's inevitable and it's productive often. Uh, and I'm not talking about abuse. Obviously, there are situations that are ghastly and should be escaped as soon as possible. But I think for most of us, the suffering is routine and, you know, it's hard, but I think it, it does pay off. So how did Ada's marriage weather this modern love essay? 
a lot of people have come up to me and said, like, oh, it's so great. You don't care what your husband thinks about anything you do or say. And I correct them because, I mean, he obviously read it before I sent it in. So he really found it very moving. He really loved it. I mean, he, I think part of him was a little bit like, uh, I, you know, thought he sounded dumb or thought he sounded foolish in some way, but he felt like it was redeemed in the end of the story. And then the essay became such a big hit, and then it wound up leading to a book deal. So his line was, that worked out great. I should mess up more often. Ada's husband is definitely a good sport because this isn't Ada's first marriage essay in Modern Love. Years earlier, she wrote about the complexities of monogamy. Now, Dan Jones says it's very rare to get published in Modern Love more than once, but... You know, in my case, I'm, I'm learning about their lives through their writing. And by hearing from them every two years or four years or six years, it's like checking in with someone's relationship and emotional development over time through how they're trying to sort it out in writing and getting it down and moving on to the next phase in their life. As Ada mentioned earlier, this essay led to a book deal. That book is called Wedding Toasts I'll Never Give, and it'll be out in May of 2017. You can pre-order it now. There's a link at wbur.org slash modernlove. And before Ada could leave the studio, we had to know just one more thing. Why did my husband text me a flan? I don't know. He's he's a lunatic. Um, he, he, yeah, I don't know. He likes flan, I, I guess. Is, I don't know. <laughs> So no hidden meaning in the flan. Well, that was Ada Calhoun, author of this week's essay, The Wedding Toast I'll Never Give. You also heard from Dan Jones, editor of Modern Love for The New York Times. This week's essay was read by Catherine Hahn, and we'll hear more from Catherine after the break. This podcast is supported by Carvana. Looking for a new set of wheels? Shop for your next car the convenient way. 100% online with Carvana. Whether you're shopping for a vehicle at your leisure or if you need to get on the road, Carvana makes it super easy and hassle-free to browse their massive inventory of cars. Whenever, wherever. Plus, Carvana has thousands of quality cars for under $20,000. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to shop for cars the convenient and affordable way. My name is Thomas Gibbonsneff. I'm a journalist at the New York Times. I served in the Marine Corps as an infantryman. When it comes to reporting on the front line, a lot of the same basics are at play. Uh, you're looking at the map of where you're going. If you're on a paved road, field roads, you know, is there a hospital nearby? Is your body armor affixed with the first aid kit? Does everyone know where that first aid kit is? We arrive into a, a military position. I get out of the car. I look at my watch. You know, I set a timer, no more than an hour. I'm listening for drones, jets, checking with the team. Is everyone comfortable? And if they are, then we proceed. Frontline reporting is dangerous, but I think nothing is more important than talking to the people involved, you know, hearing their stories and being able to connect that with people thousands of miles away. Anything that can make something like this more personal, I think is well worth the risk. New York Times subscribers make it possible for us to keep doing this vital coverage. If you'd like to subscribe, you can do that at nytimes.com slash subscribe. Support for Modern Love comes from Casper. Sometimes buying a mattress can feel like buying a car. Too many models, too many sales pitches. 
Casper has simple goals. Produce the best premium latex and memory foam mattress possible at an affordable price and deliver it quickly for free with a 100-day trial period. That's right, free delivery and returns. But the folks at Casper don't think you'll need to return anything. These people spent 16 months developing one single pillow. Go to casper.com slash modernlove and use code modernlove for a special offer. Earlier, actor Katherine Hahn told us a bit about her marriage. Here's why she decided to read Ada's essay. This really spoke to me. And I just, anyway, I also kind of wanted to read it for the podcast because I want I want my husband to hear it too because I think it's the sweetest. I think it's such a beautiful love letter to just like what marriage is. And I just love, I love the writer's voice. I just think she seems like she would be a ball to hang out with. So yeah, marriage. Not so bad, guys. Thanks again to Katherine Hahn. You can see Katherine in season three of Amazon's Emmy-winning series, Transparent. She also stars in the Amazon pilot, I Love Dick, opposite Kevin Bacon. There's more information on our website, wbur.org slash modernlove. Coming up next week, Dash Myhawk of Showtime's Ray Donovan. He brings us a story about shared morning sickness. Seconds later, Ingrid burst in, looking as pale as I felt, and vomited too. After gargling, she said, Do me a favor and vomit more softly. I don't want to hear your inner pig. You don't know how sick I feel. Oh, but I think I do. In fact, I was that rare husband who knew exactly how sick my pregnant wife felt. Modern Love is a production of the New York Times and WBUR, Boston's NPR station. It's produced, directed, and edited by Jessica Alpert, John Parati, and Amory Sievertson. The idea for the Modern Love podcast was conceived by Lisa Tobin. Our casting consultant is Amy Lippins, CSA. Iris Adler is our executive producer. Daniel Jones is the editor of Modern Love for the New York Times and advisor to the show. Music for the podcast is courtesy of APM. And special music this week from Luke Kirkland. Buzzies in Los Angeles recorded Catherine Hahn for this week's essay. I'm Meghna Chakrabarty. See you next week. Hold up. 